This is a podcast from the University of Manchester's Jodrell Bank Center for Astrophysics. For the full show and archives, visit jodcast.net. In the news this month, a star from far, far away, moon news aplenty, and updates from the New Horizons spacecraft's flyby of MU69. First up, news that a star in our Milky Way galaxy may not be as local as it first appears. A recent paper published in the journal Nature Astronomy by Xing et al. has shown that the star, named J1124 plus 4535, has an unusual chemistry more typical of nearby dwarf galaxies than our own. The magnitude 14 star, which is located in the constellation of Ursa Major, lies around 60,000 light-years from Earth, and was the target of a study by the Japanese Subaru Telescope. The star was found to have unusually low levels of metals such as magnesium, but unexpectedly high levels of the heavy element europium. This elemental signature is very different to its neighbouring stars, suggesting that it might be an interloper. In general, stellar neighbours usually have formed from the same building block materials, and consist of similar chemical makeups to each other. J1124's chemical makeup is much more similar to stars within the dwarf galaxies which orbit our Milky Way galaxy than our galaxy itself. Indeed, previous studies have found that the Milky Way formed by colliding with and absorbing smaller galaxies, but this new study has said it provides the clearest chemical signature yet of these formative galaxy mergers. Next, let's look a bit closer to home at our closest astronomical neighbour, the Moon, which has been making the headlines a lot recently. Firstly, there is the news that a new analysis of data from the Apollo missions has shed new light on potential lunar tectonic activity. Small shakes were found to occur on the Moon by detectors placed there by Apollo astronauts, but it wasn't clear if these were caused by the Moon itself or external forces like meteor strikes. Now, it's been formed that the epicentres of eight of these moonquakes can be traced to within 20 miles of lunar scarps, which are fault lines that can be seen stretching over the lunar surface. Moonquakes are also more likely to occur when the tidal forces from the Earth and the Sun exerted on it are greatest. The study, by Waters et al., was published in the journal Nature Geoscience. On the other side of the moon to where the Apollo missions landed, the Chinese Chung'e 4 mission currently has the U-2-2 rover exploring the landscape of the South Pole Atkin Basin. The basin is of particular scientific interest due to its size and how it was formed. It's the largest, deepest and oldest impact crater on the moon. This means it provides a valuable insight into the iron and magnesium rich layer of rock underneath the moon's outer crust called the mantle. A study published last month in Nature by Lietal reports that materials rich in iron and magnesium have been found within the crater, and although it's not certain, they could be materials from the mantle, supporting current ideas of lunar formation and composition. The current thinking about lunar formation is that sometime early in Earth's history, we collided with another planetary body, releasing material which eventually formed the Moon. But this theory doesn't quite account for everything, including why we see differences between the Moon's near and far side. The far side of the Moon has a thicker crust than the near side, which another recent study may just explain. Zuatel reports in the Journal of Geophysical Research that this difference may be due to another collision of planetary bodies, this one between the cooled and solidified Moon and something just a bit smaller than the dwarf planet Ceres. The team ran 360 simulations of different models, two of which ended up matching what we actually see in real life today. 
They both involved a collision between the near side of the moon and an approximately 500 mile wide object travelling between 14 to 15,000 miles an hour. Both of these simulated collisions released debris that eventually rained back down on the lunar surface, but over on the far side, forming a layer 3 to 6 miles thick. This hypothetical collision could also explain differences observed in isotopes between the Earth and the Moon, particularly of potassium, phosphorus and various rare Earth elements. It's clear that we still have a lot to learn about the Moon, despite it being 50 years next month since the Apollo 11 mission saw Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin first step onto the lunar surface. However, it has been over 46 years since humans last set foot on the Moon, with any subsequent visitors being purely robotic. Plans are currently being put in place to change that. Jeff Bezos of private spaceflight company Blue Origin recently unveiled the so-called Blue Moon Lander, a spacecraft designed to deliver up to 6.5 tonnes of cargo and possible crew to the lunar surface. NASA have also announced that their planned mission to put humans back onto the moon by 2024 is called Artemis, named after the twin sister of Apollo in Greek mythology. NASA have confirmed that Artemis 1 will be an uncrewed mission around the moon planned for 2020. It will be followed with a crewed lunar orbital mission, Artemis 2, around 2022, and followed finally by Artemis 3, that aims to put astronauts on the lunar surface in 2024, including the first woman. And finally, the first peer-reviewed scientific results have been released from New Horizons New Year's Day flyby of 2014 MU69. 4 billion miles from Earth, in the Kuiper Belt, MU69, nicknamed Ultima Thule, is the farthest ever object to have been visited by us. And ever since the data from the flyby started to be transmitted back to us on Earth, the New Horizons team have been working on its interpretation. They recently reported in the journal Science details of MU69's development, geology and composition. As suspected from the early images, it is a contact binary object, meaning that it formed from two separate objects that came together to make its iconic peanut shape. It is a lot flatter than anticipated, and the surface has features such as bright spots and patches, hills and troughs, and craters and pits. The largest depression is a five mile wide impact crater. However, the surface on the whole is fairly smooth, implying that MU69 has had a relatively calm history, with few violent collisions. Its red colour is believed to be caused by modified organic molecules. With still yet more data to be loaded from New Horizons, with the downlink not being complete for at least another year, there is still lots to learn about this distant object. Back to you in the studio. (laughs) 